everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, flying solo this week. Uh, not joined as always by GR Dad. He has had a ton of work to do and I have a work trip this week and we literally have got to see each other for like 15 minutes each night before bed. So uh, I was like, maybe there just won't be a podcast this week, but I figured I'd give you a podcast um, with a little bit of detail. We'll see how this goes. The dogs are also super active in the background and so that should give you a little bit of entertainment so it's not just me talking. So I think the plan for today is I'm going to give you the very brief dog updates because it's been a pretty mellow week. Um, I'm going to tell you a random GR mom story since GR dad's not here. Uh, I'm sure he would have plenty of clever things to chime in about, but he knows this story. Um, and then we have a conch life update. There's also a great new conch life story, but I feel like I want to share that with GR dad. So we'll save that one for next week. Um, and then we'll see if I can come up with a favorite German word of the week. So uh, let's see, dog updates. Yesterday, Riley and Jasmine both went to the vet. Uh, Riley was just getting a Lyme disease test. I think I mentioned last week's podcast, he's had Lyme disease before. And so they do this super quick test in the vet um, that just sort of says yes or no for Lyme disease. And a lot of times if dogs have been treated for Lyme disease, they come up positive in that test, even though they don't really have an active disease. Um, so he did. And the rescue said, just to make sure, let's get him checked with like the fuller blood test. And so he came to the vet just to get his blood drawn for that test. Uh, Jasmine went in. She has had, I think I mentioned, a little growth that looks sort of like a wart on one of her front toes. She actually has them all over. Uh, but the one on her toe, she was licking a lot. And so I was like, oh, are they going to have to do surgery on her? No, uh, the vet just like sprayed that cold spray on there and uh, cut it off with a pair of scissors. And she didn't seem to even notice. And they didn't have to put stitches or anything in. He just sipped it off and that was fine. So that was pretty easy. Um, and then she ended up having to get a full exam because she was just due for it. So she got some vaccines and got everything checked out and she's in good shape. So uh, that was our big vet visit yesterday. Everybody else is doing fine. Um, Riley is not going to the eye doctor until the middle of April. So that's sort of like on our schedule, but basically until then, he's just going to keep hanging out. Everything's going good. Uh, Queso doing great as usual. Vink, uh, the big exciting news with Vink is that the Venkman Virtual 5K is happening again. This will be the second annual Venkman Virtual 5K. Uh, so you can join in wherever you are and run a 5K with us on May 18th. And I picked that day because I know last year a bunch of people were like, I want to start running, but I've never run before. And so I gave them the Couch to 5K program, uh, which you can find all over the web. The NHS in the UK has a great free web page that talks you through it. And it's a nine-week program where you basically start, uh, you run three times a week for the whole program, and you start mostly walking, and then you'll run for 10 or 15 seconds at a time, and then walk, and you slowly, over those nine weeks, increase the time that you're running versus walking. So it's a kind of run-walk alternate uh, with the goal that you can run the full 5K at the end of the nine weeks. So it's a nice kind of gentle way for people who you know feel like they can move and they can get out for a walk, uh, but haven't run to train yourself up to run three miles. So uh, nine weeks from this week is 
May 18th, which happens to be when I'm running my 100-mile ultramarathon. So what that means is that if you do the Venkman Virtual 5K at any point in the day, you're basically guaranteed to be running with me because I'm going to literally be running for more than 24 hours. Um, I probably will be able to run a 5K for every single person who decides to do this because it's going to be a long day for me but I'm super excited. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, I'm also like just this morning was putting together a sign up page, uh, which you don't have to do, but I thought I would send out little, uh, race bibs to everybody that you can print out if you want to have it. Um, so yeah, that's the Vinkin virtual 5k. Vink has been like way into running lately. So normally I just run with hops and we'll go like three miles, uh, down to the beach and back, which you've probably seen. And uh, I took hops a couple days ago, and then I was going to just take everybody else out for a walk, or maybe sometimes I'll run Vink like a mile and a quarter. And she was just so excited to get outside. And so we kind of went our normal distance. She really wanted to go in the woods. And I said, okay, let her off the leash. She zoomed around in the woods. We went all the way to the beach and back. And normally when she goes a full three miles like that, she's kind of limpy the next day, but she was fine. And uh, yesterday... I said, well, I'll take Vink out for a little time. And she was just zooming all over the place the whole time, super wound up. Uh, didn't have any trouble today after running all those three miles. So I think all of her weight loss, because she lost like 18 pounds out of her, she was 78 and now she's like 60, 61. Um, I think that has really helped her joints. So now she can run these three miles and get some of that energy out uh, without having any arthritis the next day. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Hops felt super betrayed yesterday because I was like, I'm kind of tired. I'm just going to, you know, do the three miles with Vink. And then I took Hops out for a walk, but she's like, I'm supposed to be your running partner. I see what you did. Um, but she'll be fine. She'll survive. Let's see. Other than that... Um, Maggie's doing good. She's going for walks now, uh, which she couldn't do before. Jasmine, you know, had her toe thing cut off, but she's fine. Hops is fine. So yeah, everybody's in good shape dog-wise. So yeah, that's the dog update. All right. So what I was thinking is, since it's just me this week, I should give you like some GR mom story. And I was like, well, I got all these really good, bad date stories. Maybe I'll share one of those. But I feel like those go better with alcohol. And so I was like, what other random stories do I have? Like there's that time I had to bribe my way onto a flight uh, to get out before a transportation strike and all sorts of crazy stuff happened. Uh, That's a good one. I think I'm going to save that for another podcast. And uh, I thought instead the one I would share with you is one that gives you a little bit of insight into my psyche. Um, so when I was a kid, I grew up in Crystal Lake, Illinois, which is like 60 miles northwest of Chicago. And kind of my favorite memories from childhood are on days that there were like teacher in service days or, you know, these other kind of random days that you'd have off school. My grandma, uh, would take me and my brother and two of my cousins, the one who were kind of closest in age to us into Chicago. So we would like go to her house super early in the morning pile into her car she would drive us into Chicago and we would go to museums there's like amazing museums in Chicago so different ones each time Um, I was definitely partial to the planetarium because I wanted to be an astronaut 
uh, and a scientist. Uh, we'd go to the aquarium and she would always buy me like sharks jaws, which I thought were like the coolest thing ever. Um, and we'd go to the art institute sometimes and then she would take us out for lunch and then we'd kind of come back in at the end of the day. And so we'd kind of have all day, just us and Graham and it was amazing. Still like one of my favorite things. In hindsight, I'm sure it was a great relief to our moms to be free of us uh, for that whole day that otherwise we'd just be hanging around the house causing trouble. So she continued to do this with us, uh, you know, through high school. Obviously, we did it a little bit less when we were in high school because we were busy. But uh, I definitely, you know, remember going with her even, you know, when I was, you know, a young adult. And so this particular time, I'm pretty sure I was in high school. Uh, in my memory, I was even like 16, though I think at that point I was probably too busy with all the school stuff I was doing. Um, but I was definitely a teenager when we took this trip into Chicago with my grandma. And uh, we went to the Art Institute in Chicago, which is just a world-class art museum. They have uh, all kinds of amazing stuff there that you're very familiar with. And if you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, they do a whole section going through the Art Institute there. In fact, this story has to do with one of the paintings uh, that is featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is A Sunday, a Sunday on the Grand Jatt. It's Georges Seurat's uh, giant pointillism painting. It's, uh, it's a bunch of kind of late 1800s people and they've got umbrellas and dresses and they're in a park uh, looking at the Seine. It's uh, it's pointillism, so it's a bunch of little dots. And in Ferris Bueller, this is the one where Cameron is sort of staring at the picture and it's cutting back and forth between his eye and the picture closely getting like more zoomed in on each one of them as they switch back and forth. Um, so very famous painting. It's giant. It takes up a whole wall. Um, they say on the website, which I happened to pull up, 81 and three quarters by 121 and a quarter inches. So it's huge. And you kind of go into this room and, uh, you know, like all museum rooms, it's you know big giant room that's kind of empty in the middle. And this is taking up the whole back wall of the room. So you kind of start far away and you get closer. And I, you know, had seen this painting my whole life going to this museum, but I, you know, was up close looking at it. And, uh, and it's pointillism. So you can see that it's just made up of a bunch of little dots and you can walk up really close to it and see. And so I just want a side note here. So when I was in like second or third grade, the thing I learned about learning styles from my gym teacher of all people. And he's like, you know, some people have different learning styles. Some people you say the word to them and they know what it means. Some people have to see it. Some people have to touch it. And he had a basketball and he said, you know, you can tell some people that a basketball has like a pebbly grain texture and they know what that means just from the words. And other people, like they need to see the basketball in order to know what that means. And then other people really need to touch it. And then once they can feel it, they know what a pebbly grain texture means. And I was, I remember like second or third grade, me having this like revelation when he said that, that, oh, like there's different ways to learn about that. And at the time I was like, all of those ways sort of make sense to me. Like you could show it to me or tell it to me or let me feel it and I'd kind of understand. Um, but I definitely am a person who likes to touch stuff. Uh, this makes GR dad very nervous and I kind of do it to freak him out sometimes. So, uh, you know, there's like weird level levers and stairwells and I'll kind of threaten to pull it. And I 
probably would pull it if he called my bluff, but usually he freaks out because he likes to follow the rules much more than me. Um, so I'm always kind of like when we're going places going like, I'm going to touch it. And, uh, it makes him very nervous. And, uh, so that's entertaining to me, but I do actually like to touch it, whatever the things are that I'm curious about. And at this point, teenage Jen was looking at, uh, Sunday on the Grand Jatte at the art Institute. And I was like, I totally want to touch it. And so I like walk up to it. There's this velvet rope in front of it. Of course, it's not behind glass or anything because, uh, you don't want to obscure the art. You want people to be able to see it without that layer between them. Uh, and so I like walk up to the velvet rope that's like a couple feet in front of this painting and I'm looking at it real close and there's a bunch of people walking around everything's fine and I'm like I'm totally gonna touch it and so I do I reach out I want to see basically if you can feel the dots right you can see the dots in the pointillism can you actually feel them is this painting bumpy I was like I was overcome with the need to know was this painting bumpy or not uh so I reach out and try to very surreptitiously run my finger across the painting. And I do. And what happens is a bunch of alarms go off. Uh, so that's cool. I didn't know they had such a thing. Uh, there's big alarms for if you touch paintings in museums. And so there's like, whoop, whoop, big alarms going off. Oh my God. Like everybody's looking at me. Security guards come over and they're giving me like this very stern talking to don't you understand that there's a rope here? Uh, I don't know what they thought I was doing. I honestly don't know what I thought I was doing. Like, no one would notice this person touching the painting. Because, like, if I could get away with it, lots of other people could get away with it and would do it, and then the painting would be full of nasty smudge marks. So, um, you know, it was not, like, the smartest thing I did. But when I tell this story to people... Once they get over being horrified at the fact that I touched this very famous George Surratt painting is that they want to know if the painting was bumpy. And so I just like to point out for everyone who's really curious about the findings of my experiment here that you can judge me for touching the painting, but you can't judge me for wanting to touch the painting because now that you know I touched it, you all want to know if it was bumpy. So you're curious too. You're just not brave enough to break the rules slash do stupid things to find out. The good news is that you don't have to. I did it for you. And the painting is in fact not bumpy. It feels totally smooth. You can't tell that there are dots there. So uh, there you go. That is a pretty representative story of me and my feelings about rules, even though I know that that was a stupid thing to do. And uh, the curiosity that makes me do stuff like touch things that maybe I shouldn't. So uh, there you go. Since I'm solo today, that's your GR mom story. Okay, Taste of the Keys update. Like I said, we've got a good one for you that I'm going to save for next week because I want GR dad to be able to talk about it with me. Uh, but a bunch of you tweeted at me this week that there is, in fact, an update in the Pelican Pouncer case that we talked about last time. Uh, continue to not molest things. But we told you about the guy, and I posted the video on uh, Twitter, I think, or, you know, a link to the Miami Herald article that had the video of the dude who jumped off the seawall onto the pelican in the water, dunked it, and then got appropriately chomped on the face and the pelican flew away. Um, so I had incorrectly said last week that he had been arrested. Uh, he had not. I think they had identified him and he hadn't been arrested. So it turns out dude is from Maryland, given our home state a bad name. 
Uh, so it's not Florida man who did this. It's Maryland man who is in Key West who did this. Uh, Maryland man got identified last week and arrested. He got brought in to jail here in Maryland, not too far from us, though kind of nothing in Maryland is because it's a small state. Um, but, you know, pretty close. We've been to the town where he lived. And uh, he's getting extradited to Florida, which is pretty awesome. I think his bail is going to be $80,000. There's like five or six charges that he's facing. So dude thought he was just going to jump on this bird in Key West and post a funny video. But no, dude, you're getting extradited from Maryland to Florida. I mean, frankly, I would take the free trip to Florida, but, you know, preferably not arrested. So in any case, um, that dude wasn't actually arrested yet when we told you the story, but now he has been arrested in Maryland and sent to Florida. And so we will, of course, keep you updated on the case as uh, things happen. So that's good. Justice wins. Let's see. Uh, German word of the week. So I'm going to do the word for spring, which is Frühling. It's a U with an umlaut on it. Frühling. And uh, someone had asked, like, what's that feeling when it's beautiful outside and it's springtime and you're sitting at your desk and all you can think about is wanting to go outside? And so I said maybe Frühlinglust. Uh, I guess Frühlinglust would be the right way to say it in German, which is just like springtime lust or springtime feelings. Um, I kind of made that word up because it felt like a German word, Frühlinglust. And uh, and then I looked, and it's like a hashtag that people use on Instagram. That's totally a word. There's like a poem with that name. So uh, that's sort of like the springtime feelings, like a yearning for springtime, Frühlinglust, or just springtime lust. Um, but it's a fun word. I think anything with an umlaut in it is fun as an English speaker because it's a different kind of sound than you have to make. And uh, I love springtime here in D.C., and so I've got my own Frühlinglust going on, and uh, I'm enjoying it being a little bit warmer here since we're not down in the Keys. So I hope you have enjoyed or at least tolerated this GR Mom solo version of the podcast. GR Dad will be back next week, um, and I think this also means we've got to like get a couple evergreen podcasts in the can just for those times like this week where we can't actually spend enough time together to get one done. So uh, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Keep your hands to yourself. Be good. Talk to you next week. Bye.